Hello everybody, welcome back to ARU's Clearing Podcast. Today it's me and Emma as usual. Or should it be Emma and I? Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> probably. 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 I shouldn't say that, I'm a writing student. How did I manage yeah. that? <laughs> anyway, ignore that faux pas. We're talking today about Emma's success story. She came to us through Clearing mm-hmm. and she's had quite an exciting time with ARU so far. Um, I'm not going to do too much of the talking today because I want Emma to tell her story. Um, so I suppose Emma, we should start at the beginning. I know you yeah. said a little bit in our first episode about the fact you came for clearing, but mm-hmm. we'd love to hear it again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. So I got my A-level results um, and I got into my first choice, which was to study education, not actually at ARU. Um I thought it was going to be amazing and then did a year and I just thought this isn't for me I just had that gut feeling when you know this just isn't right it just didn't feel right so I came through clearing um rang up and spoke to a lovely lady called Sarah who I now actually know really well so when (laughs) I worked in on the clearing desk last year she went back through all of her emails and found my original email to her confirming that I wanted to take the place and she was like it was me who answered your call Aww. and it was so special just to figure out that it was her that actually That's did it crazy. yeah it was really weird she was kind of like oh my god I remember your call no. I remember you telling me all about it and we had like a joke about maths a level because I got um a b and she thought I got a d and then she was like oh I got a d too and I was like oh so I'm really sorry I didn't get a d <laughs> oh yeah and she remembered our conversation amazing. which was really nice yeah wow okay so you came through clearing after yeah. so without talking too much about your other university and everything and that experience mm-hmm. what made you pick ARU and more importantly what made you change courses completely because education Mm. and business and HR are very different yeah I think I was studying it and I enjoyed what I was studying but I couldn't see where it was going to lead me not to being a teacher well all the people on my courses wanted to be a primary school teacher and I knew I didn't want to do that okay so I was kind of like what am I doing where else does this (laughs) lead me yeah I think I'd kind of got my hopes up thinking oh yeah it's going to lead to all these different things and then I got there and I was like oh wait no it really doesn't but I enjoyed kind of the actual theories behind the learning and obviously HR encompasses some of that so all about like the learning styles and all of that geeky HR stuff (laughs) like L&D and stuff so I that allowed me to find my passion really but then I kind of came to the end of it and I thought there's no point carrying on with this course go and study something where I can just study the aspects of it that I really enjoyed so it was a very big decision and I think my mum was probably the most scared. She was like, are you sure Aww. you're doing the right thing? I don't want you to just go somewhere else and be happy, unhappy again. She was kind of saying, what What do you want to do? Do you want to take a year out? And then once I visited here, so when I went through clearing, I said to them, can I come and visit, talk to some students, talk to some members of staff and just see if it is right Um And from that, she just saw how happy I was and how kind of comfortable it made me, which was really nice. But it was probably the biggest decision of my life so far. Did it overshadow that summer at all for you? Or was it very last minute? Because 
you said it was late August last time. Yeah. So did you have June, July yeah. mulling it over? Were you yeah. worried or? I think as soon as I finished. So I actually failed one of my modules oh, okay. because I just got to the end and I just, in all honesty, I just couldn't be bothered Your anymore. I didn't, in it. Yeah, my heart just completely wasn't in it and I failed oh. it. And that was kind of the tipping point, I think. I redid it and passed it, but just as it got closer and closer to September, I was like, I do not want to go back. Yeah. I just don't want to. And that, at that point, you kind of think, this isn't right. Like, yeah. I shouldn't be feeling like this. I should be excited to go back, Aww. excited to start again. But I still think that, I still enjoyed the summer off, but I did have that little niggle in the back of my mind thinking, you don't want to go back there. Yeah. What, what else are you going to do instead? Oh, okay. And, I mean, you could have probably called a lot sooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it just, it, 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 was it that you hadn't thought about transferring at that yeah. stage? Or? I didn't even think of it as an option. Oh, okay. I just kind of thought, I either stick at it or I drop out. I hadn't thought I can go to another university and do a different course. Yeah. So it took a lot of time of kind of looking around, researching what was out there. And then obviously I kind of stumbled on HR and then went on to UCAS, typed in HR and ARU popped up at the top, <laughs> which is always great. Did you find that the, I don't know, that sort of period where you were researching and looking things up, did you think for a minute that you might have to take a year out? Did you think there's no mm. way I can start yeah. when September's around the corner? Yeah, definitely. I thought, how on earth am I going to apply, get my accommodation sorted, move my like carload full of stuff to this new place yeah. and get started in time. I just thought there's no way this is going to happen. It's crazy because the UCAS cycle is quite long. You have, yeah. you know, from September you start looking at universities and then by Christmas, January, you're making your final decisions, yeah. aren't you? And then, you know, things start happening slowly. You can start thinking mm. about your accommodation. You start making your firm acceptances and things like yeah. that. So when that cycle takes the best part of a year, yeah. it's understandable that you think yeah. there's no way it can be done in two weeks. Yeah. But it, it can be. Yeah. That's the magic of clearing, really, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing just how fast it feels like it kind of felt like all the doors were being closed on me when I didn't enjoy it. And I was mm. like, what is there left to turn to? And then you go through clearing and it's like all these doors are opening again. And you're like, doors. Oh, <laughs> you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, Aww. which is really nice. So let's skip forward a bit to September. So you, you managed to get accommodation yeah. fine. Yeah. You sorted all that. Yeah. And now you're starting in mm -hmm. your first weeks. What, what was that like? Because you've are you a year older than everyone else yeah. or most other people was that intimidating was it completely no natural? I think I found it completely fine because there were some people on my course who'd taken a gap year of course so or mature students on my course so it didn't feel weird to be older than anyone okay I never really found that an issue I don't think oh, good yeah which is quite nice I was a bit like oh am I gonna feel really old but no no it, it was completely fine so just slotted straight in yeah that was all good yeah um how long would you say it took you to start getting involved because I would say the best thing that you can do at university mm -hmm. any university not just Anglia Ruskin yeah is to get involved and I think the amount that you put in and yeah. your involvement levels the higher your involvement levels are the more yeah. you get out and the more you succeed not just in your results but mm -hmm. you know later in life with your employability and stuff so yeah one thing that's been quite clear with you is you do get involved a lot. You're at mm -hmm. open days, you've done photo shoots for the university, yeah. you're just the go-to girl for a lot of stuff. Yeah. What would you say, hence why you're here in the podcast, <laughs> yeah. um, how long would you say it took you to get involved? Um, I think 
the problem was when I came to AOU, I was so shy because I think having that year where I was so unsure about everything, I just massively lost my confidence. Mm. So I think it took a couple of weeks to feel like, right, this is a fresh start. I can truly be myself here because I feel so comfortable. Let's just start again. And I think it took a couple of weeks to get used to that being a complete new start. But then kind of the first opportunity that was given to us was to be course rep. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the first things that I did. I thought, right, fresh start, let's apply for this. What's the worst that can happen? And it turns out I got elected, which was crazy. (laughs) I still remember sitting in my seminar and the results came through. And I was like, oh my God, thank you. Yeah, but it was such a good way to get to talk to everyone. Yes. Because you do get sat on tables still in seminars. So you kind of end up sitting with the same people. But doing something like being a course rep, it kind of pushes you to go out and talk to everyone. Yeah. Which is a really good way to build your confidence as well as get to know other people on your course. So that was kind of the first thing that I took advantage of. Okay. It sounds like you found the experience quite empowering, really. Yeah. Because you went from feeling kind of rock bottom Mm -hmm. and then being unsure about how to proceed. And then suddenly it was like that realisation that actually this is a great opportunity to have a fresh start Mm -hmm. and I'm going to make the most of it. And that's what you've done. Yeah. That was my mentality. Just make the most of anything that comes my way. Yeah. And I think as well, being being a course rep at ARU is different to any other university that I've known because the staff really listen to you and they really value the feedback and you can actually make a change to a course. Okay. Which is crazy. So we had some modules where the lecturer just talked so fast, but because we were all first years, we were like, oh, I don't want to say anything. Like, <laughs> I feel really rude being like, can you slow down? But the feedback was passed and then she made like, you could tell she made a conscious effort to like Aww. slow down and make sure we understood. Yeah. So it's just things like that that you see that you're actually making a difference and you're making a change. Oh, mm. that's really nice. Yeah. Speaking of sort of making a difference and seeing, mm-hmm. I don't know, the fruits of your labour, if you like. You've got um, where you've been a buddy, is it? Yeah. You've got a few students now that you've helped through their first years yeah. and second years. Tell me a bit more about that experience because that sounds Yeah, nice. it was so nice. <laughs> so when you're a course rep, you then get invited to work at the open days. Um, and then it's really nice because you can meet people at an open day. And then okay. they come back for the applicant day and you get to meet them again oh, wow. and spend so a bit more time with them. Before they even started, you yeah. get to know them. You've got kind of two contact points already. Wow. And then part of that, you become like a digital student ambassador as well. So you can be on the Facebook page and you see their name pop up and you're like, oh, hello, oh. it's me. Which is really <laughs> nice because it, it feels to them like they already know someone. Yes. And um, the business school allows us to essentially run the kind of first week for students. Like all of the talks are done by the students. Nice. So it's a really good opportunity to then see people again and be like, oh, you're here, which is Aww. great. Um, it's, it's really, really rewarding because then as they go through, you see them grow. You see them kind of go from a really shy person with their parents, making their parents <laughs> do all the talking <laughs> to them, them kind Aww. of really coming out of themselves, which is really nice. It's like not superficial at all because you can see you you meet them the first time and yes you're being polite but then you know by the time you've met them two or three times and you're chatting in the Facebook group and reassuring them about you know Mm -hmm. what their course is going to be what's good reading over the summer by the time they're actually a student here you're basically friends yeah it's it's just crazy that you can have that many touch points before they even even arrive yeah I wish I had that before I started I think it would have been so reassuring just to know one face 
Yeah. And I'm the kind of person, like, if they saw me around campus and they just stopped me and they were like, oh, I don't know where I'm going, I'd, I'd be more than happy to help them. Because I think that was one thing I was so scared about when you join us, like, what if I get lost? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the way around. I'm like, what is LAB? What is HEL? Yeah. Like, what are all these things? Yeah. So just having someone that you could either text and be like, please help me. Yeah. Is, is really nice. That is a really nice touch. Mm. Do you find, so you said about the students um, leading the welcome week. Mm -hmm. Did you, so did you do a talk for the welcome week when you're in your second year? Did you? So I, did I do, no, I did one in the September of my second year and the January of my second year. Okay. So we kind of had those two starting points and just shared a bit about my experience, kind of the things I'd done, like the intern program, which we have for business students and our law students as well. Yeah. Um, and all the student ambassador stuff that I'd done just to kind of share that and share all the opportunities that are available to you. And I think it's so much more powerful coming from a student rather than a member of staff. Yeah. Because you can see just how much they enjoy it. Yeah, it's a real life example as well. Mm. So it's got a lot of weight to it because you know that actually that could literally be you yeah. <laughs> in like a year's time. That yeah. can be where, where you go. Mm. It's really quite powerful. Did you find it intimidating talking in front of people? Or is that something that's always come quite naturally to you? Because no. you seem <laughs> totally at ease in no. situations like this. So when I started here, I didn't speak in any of my classes I was so oh. scared of talking to anyone I was wow. petrified and then in the like the break between Christmas and January I didn't have a job so I thought oh I'll go on to the employment bureau and have okay. a look what's on there and there was a like reach for the stars event with the um, outreach team and they just kind of put me in front of 20 students and were like right go give a campus tour and I was like okay <laughs> um and I loved it I wow. absolutely loved it so it just started there yeah and well, then really. from there they've got me to like the welcome talks the open day talks to like 400 500 people and I went from being terrified to then actually quite enjoying it and yeah. I was like this feels really weird but I actually enjoy this feel like a bit of a psycho for enjoying something yeah like that, but... well I've been petrified of it for so many years and then suddenly I was like oh I quite like this. Normal. I think I'm quite good at this. Oh, that's yeah. the amazing thing about the Employment Bureau, like based in yeah. the university, because you don't realise what what opportunities are just around mm. the corner, even though, okay, you might not want to give open day talks for the rest of your life, yeah. obviously, but that snowballed and now you're really good at public speaking yeah. and you're confident mm -hmm. and you've met so many people from it. So your connection's yeah. always growing. I think all those opportunities are great and a lot of people don't mm -hmm. make the most of the employment bureau when they're yeah, here yeah definitely i think people just don't really realize what opportunities are out there they think oh i have to work a certain amount of hours every week yeah whereas it's so flexible you can kind of just take it or not take it whenever yeah. you want to yeah definitely mm. so let's fast forward a little bit again mm -hmm. so you are doing business in hr with the placement yeah. year is that right yeah so you're now officially in your third year of studying with yeah. us, but that is your placement year slot. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Yep. Okay. So <laughs> tell us a bit about that placement. Like how, how do you go about getting a placement? Mm -hmm. What's it taught you? Why do you think it's been good for you? 
Yeah. Tell me some stories. I want to hear all about it. <laughs> well, interestingly, when I started, they asked me on the clearing hotline, do you want to do a placement? And I thought, right, I've already done one year. Then I've got to do three years. I thought, do I really want to be at university for five years? So I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do a placement. Okay. I don't want to do a placement. And then it kind of got to the start of second year. I started applying for loads of internships um, with loads of different companies. I was looking at banking and I was looking at retail. Okay. And then... And the M&S one came up and right. I didn't actually see they did an internship. So I just applied for the placement. And I thought, you know what? I'm never going to get it, but I'll just apply anyway. Okay. I thought there's no harm in applying. My application's done. My CV's done. Like um, all the employability people helped me with my CV, my LinkedIn, oh, uh, wow. interview skills, applications, online testing, <laughs> the lot. Wow. Like, by the end of it, I was kind of like there's so much stuff to do just for a job wow so I still wasn't thinking of doing a placement and then it got to around Christmas time I think and I got invited to do a video interview for m and and I was like oh right okay I'm a bit scared now <laughs> um and then I got through to a couple more assessment centers with banks um and different companies and got turned down for them unfortunately you do get rejected quite a lot that's yeah. that's kind of the common theme of placements like I applied for one I got rejected in half an hour and you think oh, did you really read my oh application my or was it just uh no <laughs> which is so disheartening because yeah. you put so much time and effort into it but perseverance yeah it does massively pays off it yeah. does because yeah how many did you have to apply for before you got I think I applied for about 30 wow yeah but then the one you've got now yeah that like... was like one of the first ones I applied for which is the most <laughs> ridiculous thing because now I'm like why did I not just apply for one <laughs> but I know Dad. if I just applied for one I probably wouldn't have got yeah. it because yeah. that would just been pushing my luck but yeah it was one of the first ones I applied for um did the assessment center, did all the tests, video interview, everything. And then they rang me and said, well, actually I was at work when they rang. And I, you know, when you're at work, you have a little sneaky look at your phone. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, I've got a voicemail from an unknown number. And I was like, oh God. So I was like, I said to my boss, I was like, oh, I just need the loo. Ran upstairs to the toilet, listened to this voicemail. And it was like, oh, hi, it's so-and-so from m and um, I just wanted to give you a call to chat through how your assessment center was. And I was like, oh no, it's going to be a rejection Aww. so I went downstairs I said to my, I just need to make a phone call I'm really sorry went outside rang her back and she said to me so how did you think your assessment center went and I was like oh I didn't think I did very well I think I could have done a lot better and she was like oh she was like well I was ringing you to offer you the job and I was just like whoa what <laughs> so she started crying Aww. and this was outside the Grafton in Cambridge <laughs> so like the shopping centre there I was in my work uniform crying Aww. and I was just like oh my god and then wow. we kind of chatted through whether to do the internship or the placement right and it kind of seemed like the most sensible thing to do if they want me for a year mm -hmm. that's such an amazing opportunity that I wouldn't want to turn down okay so, so they allowed so the course allowed you to change yeah I swapped course, yeah. And M&S were, like, flexible with you on that? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, so, so I swapped onto the placement course. Wow. And confirmed that I'd be doing a placement. The first, one of the first people that I told was actually the placement lady that worked in the business school. Oh, yeah. but she was chuffed. Yeah, she said she <laughs> cried too. 
<laughs> all these tears. It was so nice because they'd helped me so much through the journey. They'd helped me with all yeah. the application. They'd been the person that I'd go to when I was like, oh, I've got another rejection. They'd be like, come on, keep going. You can do yeah. it. You'll get one. We're sure you'll get one. And it just all fell into place. Wow. And are you enjoying it now? Yeah, it's amazing. So it's is it so coming good. to an end? It is it September end, to September? Yeah, September wow. to September. And then I'll be back for my final year, Gosh. which seems a bit weird. Have you found, so you've been obviously student, student, and yeah. then suddenly it's work person. You're yeah. commuting to London every day and you're in yeah. that proper work life commuting yeah. and, and then at businesses and offices and I guess mm. you're around, you know, quite important yeah. people. Yeah, we met some adjustment very thing? important people. <laughs> met the CEO and had a meeting with him and I was like oh my god and he was like where do you go to uni and was like talking to us all about our course and what we do it was so nice wow yeah I think it's just made my confidence grow so much that's crazy and it's it's massively made me realize that HR is for me because I think learning stuff and like doing all the case studies that we do is great but Mm -hmm. I think being put into a real life situation is when kind of all of that stuff that you've learned really comes into practice and you can kind of see what you've been working towards. Yeah, well, and that's a year of work experience that you've got now yeah. under your belt. No matter what happens, yeah, you've got that work experience right there. Yeah. And it was while you were studying, which yeah. is just a bonus, isn't it? And I think it? it's quite interesting as well how some of the theories that we learn, they still actually use them because I think (laughs) sometimes you think, oh, it's a theory, like, does anyone actually use these? And then, like, the other day we had a massive, like, HR huddle, so everyone from HR comes together and they were using one of the theories that we learn about and I was like, wait, what? So actually applying what you've learned. Because you do kind of take it for granted when you're learning a subject. You sort of think, this is an academic side of a real-life situation. It probably won't ever be like this in real life, Mm. but... I'll listen. But yeah. actually, in real in real yeah. life, there's a reason we teach it and there's yeah. a reason that it works. I think it's going to be so much more interesting next year when I'm learning the theories yes. and I'll be like, oh, that's why they did it that way. Yeah. And wow. I can bring so many examples to what I'm learning. I think that's going to be really valuable. Wow. Mm. So that, I'm, I'm actually impressed. That was a kind of a, another last minute sort of decision, yeah. really. So you went from being... It's a bit of a story of my life. <laughs> it works out. I yeah. hope it works for you. Yeah. Um, so would you, obviously you've got another year to go. Yeah. When you graduate. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about your journey so far and where you think you're going to go? Is it just, I don't know. I just feel like I don't want to leave. I just, like, I have such fond memories of being yeah. here. And I know that it's got to come to an end at some <laughs> point, but like, it just feels so nice to know that I'm coming back next year. Yeah. I've still got one more year. There's so many more things that I want to take advantage of. I really want to do a language course. Yeah. Um, because I did A-level German. Okay. And then I kind of stopped it. But I've thought, I've got so much knowledge. I learned German from year seven to year 13. Yeah. And now I've kind of lost it. So I'm hoping if I start learning again, it kind of come back to me. Okay. But we'll see. So yeah. I really want to do that. I want to get involved in more of the society stuff. Okay. Um. So there's more things I want to tick off. Yeah. I'm not quite done yet. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, I think, you got anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? Or? No, I think, I feel like I've talked a lot about my life. <laughs> it was enjoyable to listen to. It was really, really quite something. And I think you, you know, you're, you've done so much for yourself, but also you're doing things for all these younger students that have been joining mm. the university. And, you know, you're working with, obviously you don't want to 
you know, go into marketing or go into HR, but you're working with marketing people yeah. all the time for the university or helping us do our job and, mm. you know, you're doing a podcast with me. Yeah. It's just, I think you're having yeah. an amazing time and I think you're going to succeed very much. <laughs> which is I just, I feel like I wouldn't be where I am without this university though, because there's just so many opportunities that are given to the students. Yeah like all of this marketing stuff that we've done usually you see a poster for a university and you think oh it's not a real student yeah. but here it is like yeah. I'm on I'm on some of the posters <laughs> and it's just a bit weird <laughs> like you walk past them and you're like oh it's me yeah. <laughs> it's, there's just so many opportunities and so many ways that they give you experience that you wouldn't get any other way yeah which is great yay okay <laughs> well that was Emma's success story um if that doesn't and empower you or inspire <laughs> you to maybe think about what you might want to change or make a new plan. I don't know what will. Um, I think we'll wrap it up there um, and make sure you tune in for our other podcasts. And if you do think about prior to clearing, make sure you che- check out episode one, which is all about the clearing process and what to expect. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much, everyone. Bye. Bye.